Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to another episode of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. I'm Robert Shea. There is a big undertaking going on at the Department of Agriculture. It was the first agency in the Centers of Excellence program at the General Services Administration. And it's a, there's a tremendous effort underway. You've talked a n- number of times about your observations of Secretary Sonny Perdue there and how he's trying to really reshape the way that that agency serves the agriculture community in the country. He brings enormous experience from his time as governor to transforming operations of organizations so they greatly improve the citizen experience and thereby improve the experience for the employees serving them. He also is leading that organization at a time when the president's management agenda is driving a lot of broad improvements, one of which is reorganization. You're seeing a lot of those play out at USDA. I would call USDA one of the most advanced agencies as far as really driving the improvements intended by the president's management agenda. One of the people that's involved in that transformation is Darren Ash. He is the chief information officer of the Farm Production and Conservation Business Center. Darren, it's great to see you. Great to see you. I was thinking in preparation for you to be here today, you were one of my first guests on the radio show like in 2008. So I think I've known you as long as I've known just about anybody in this community. So it's really great to have you here. You look much younger. (laughs) Thank you. Him or me. (laughs) I'll leave it there. No witch. (laughs) Now you started it. Darren Darren looks younger than someone who would have been on your show at that time. Oh, I got you. Okay. At any rate, tell me about the mission of your organization and how you contribute to the broader mission of the agriculture. So, Francis, thank you. I think the the first thing is providing context. And and Robert had mentioned about USDA and really being a leader. You know, the secretary made it clear on almost day one he wanted USDA USDA to be the best managed and best frankly, the best organization in the federal government in terms of what we do and who we serve, uh, advances in, in, in data-driven decisions, and customer experience and, the customer, and, and customer service. One of the neat things that he led and he, 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 he directed was the creation of the Farm Production and Conservation Mission Area. And, and the business center, Francis, you mentioned it, is one component of it. And I'll get to that in a moment. Really, the purpose behind this new mission area um, was really a change in the, the, the mission areas across USDA. Ours, in, of note, was we're, frankly, the, the mission area that's closest to our core customer. Mm-hmm. Think about farmers, ranchers, and producers. The agencies that are part of our mission area directly serve those, those, those customers. The business center was a unique, cre- unique creation and new to USDA, which was really the consolidation of, let's call it, the corporate services. And I'm, it's more than just the corporate services, but IT, finance, HR, where this new organization, this new agency within the missionary was created to serve all the agencies. Mm-hmm. And so really, for my organization, it was the merger of three IT organizations into one. You're getting at something here that I think is lost a lot, and, and I think it's unfortunate, in the focus on customer experience outside of an organization. And you're essentially a customer experience organization inside USDA. Right. Your, your customers are all internal, but you still think of them as customers, right? So when we think about what we do every day, we have two customers. Uh-huh. We have our employees, and we think about our employees, 22,000 employees across the country. But the farmer that walks into the county office of the service center and says, I need help. I, I, I was just impacted by a disaster, a hurricane. Um, can you help me? Do you have programs? I need a loan. 
those are our front line. I mean, our employees are the front line uh, serving our, our customers each and every day. And we're providing the technology solutions to be able to help them do it more efficiently and effectively. So the stand-up of the business center was probably the most ambitious reorganization accomplished during, well, my memory, but the uh, except for the Department of Homeland Security, during the Trump administration, at least. A lot of agencies have proposed reorganizations. Talk about that process, whether you think the outcomes that you're seeing were worth the effort to get it done, because you all did it more quickly than I think anyone would have imagined. Yeah, there was a, definitely a timetable that we needed to stay, stick to, but I think for good reason. How can we best serve our customer, the agencies and, and their employees, and obviously the farmers? And the process we went through was a very intense activity, activity um, in terms of organizational design, uh, around the disciplines of what are the functions and processes, what are the right ways to do this, what are the most efficient and effective ways to do it. You know, when I think about a, a merger, and, and to be candid, I've not been involved in a corporate merger, mergers and acquisitions, and those are unique animals. I'd never been in, involved in something like that before. Again, this was very ambitious and, and, and significant. Um, we went in with a mindset that just because uh, one organization has a specific process and another one, I don't necessarily need to adapt or adopt that particular one. I want to pick the ones that are best, that make sense, that, make, that, are, that are better for us. Um, so you go in with that mindset. But we also, you know, through the whole process, we engage the agencies. We, you know, we went through an entire process to make sure that we've got it right, that from our customers' perspective, that they also believe we got it right. Um, and I think that's an important distinction. Um, engaging our customers in the process. They're poking holes and asking questions, probing questions about why do you want to do it this way or why do you want to structure it this way? How can this help us? And I think the really the, the, the drive behind it was our organization first and foremost needs to be driven around customer the customer service concepts. Who are we serving? And how do we ensure that we engage them but also to make sure they're comfortable with what we're doing? Um, where we are now uh, we're about 10 and a half months in. I think we, st we stood up in October of last year. Um, there are a lot of things that are working right. We have programs that, are, that have been implemented. We, we implemented things uh, that were directed out of the Farm Bill that was passed and signed into law last December, and we did that on schedule, and we've done this successfully. So I think from a, 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 a results perspective, it's impressive that a new organization bringing together folks from three different organizations that can, we can deliver on the, the new, whether it's the Farm Bill or disaster programs that Congress has asked us to do or trade programs. Um, it's impressive in terms of just the speed to delivery, but also how we've come together as an organization to deliver those types of results. Did you run into any impediments or roadblocks in trying to do the actual consolidation of those three organizations themselves? I don't think there were any roadblocks. I think some of the challenges is, in, and, and this is no different than any merger, you've got three different cultures, three different organizations, three different ways of doing business, three different sets of tools. Um, whether it's a tool that, that helps us manage requirements, software requirements. Each organization brought their, their, you know, what they had, their legacy. Now it's a matter of, over a period of time, going to one, going to what's the best of breed, what's the best way to do this, mm -hmm. not just from a tool perspective, but processes and practices too. What did you find in situations where one of these three organizations was doing something really well and you had to go to the other two and say, We're, I've, I've chosen the other one's way of doing this. 
I mean, you're based. That's the old calling somebody's baby ugly situation, I suppose. I, I think if I, I think the one that I think of the most is probably around our security program, and there's the security program with actions that we take to comply with FISMA, um, the Federal Information Security Management Act, in terms of making sure our systems have authorities to operate. We address vulnerabilities. Um, we patch. I mean, a lot of things that are necessary to maintain a, a mature uh, security program. We found that one of our organizations had a much more mature process, and we felt that it was best to adopt one, but do that early on. And we actually started that process months before the, the merger occurred. Again, it was recognition that security is vital to what we do, and we didn't make sure that our processes are mature enough to be able to handle, again, the new organization. So talk, talk more about your function. You're the CIO for the mi- entire mission area. So, so you're not only providing f- official title the assistant chief information the officer. The assistant chief information. There is officer. there is one. Oh, right, because there, they're not allowed to have a whole bunch of CIOs. There, there is there is there is there is there is one CIO for USDA. That yes. is Gary Washington. Gary Washington, who's terrific. We have a and I, I love working with him. Yep. Um, so think about it as I've got a dotted line to to Gary, uh, and work very closely with him, and work closely with obviously my counterparts uh, in other parts of USDA. But in terms of my role and responsibility, yes, I'm the 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 head IT person within our mission area, uh, with the responsibility to serve not just the three agencies, but also all four agencies: the the, the Farm Service Agency, the Natural Resources Conservation Service, Risk Management Agency, and the Business Center. Where I think our role, my role, actually is one of the the byproducts of this change was an opportunity to look at where are there some common functions? Where are there things that we can do differently? Um, And we've got one underway right now, basically working our way towards a a prototype, is how can we serve both agencies, in this case two agencies, with one one software application, one capability? How can we affect changes, both processes and technology, as opposed to building twice? And one of the reasons I say that is nat- the Natural Resources Conservation Service, prior to the reorganization, was in a different mission area. Yet we serve a lot of the same customers. Mm-hmm. We share data, but can we look at different ways for us to work cooperatively and support both agencies from a technology perspective? That's the neat, and that's actually the neat promise of what the mission area and, and the changes that, that the secretary directed have brought us. So you've talked about the different agencies that make up mm-hmm. FPAC, as it's called. Um, you're uh, driving IT modernization as well as day-to-day IT service for these organizations. Mm-hmm. I bet very few listeners really grasp the scale of what we're talking about. So – Describe the footprint for these organizations and how IT is necessary to support what they do. Okay. So I mentioned earlier, let's call it 22,000 employees across the country. And and actually met a better way to think about it. These are men and women that are working in typically uh, offices in rural America. Um, may not, some cases, do not have access to to. Band, uh, to to Ethernet, to, to higher bandwidth cap- capabilities, um, broadband, and um, these are small offices too. 
like roughly, let's call it 3,100 offices across the country. And the customers, likewise, don't have correct. sophisticated IT capabilities in many cases. Right. And so you've got, we have customers that, it's actually a diverse set of customers. We've got um, farmers that have fully embraced uh, things like uh, precision agriculture and use of technologies like that on the, on the, 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 the farm equipment and embrace it. They live and, and, and breathe in terms of how they effectively manage their operations, which is fantastic. And then you have customers that would prefer not to. Again, a diverse set of customers, but we've got to serve them both uh, and anyone in between. We've got new farmers. We've got veteran farmers, a very diverse set of customer, a customer base, uh, different needs, different demands, uh, but we have to serve them all. And I think from a technology perspective, we also know that they also want to do things on their own, self-service. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, when I think about the large number, I think the number was about 250,000 customers that live at least an hour away from a service center. I think I've got that, that right. That's a large population. And to ask that person to come in to submit a document or sign a document, that's asking a lot. That's taking an hour, let's just call it hour each way, for them to be away from their business. Is that fair? I think there's more efficient ways for us to do that. We've talked on this program on a number of occasions about the way that Fatara has driven collaboration at the the top executive level of each organization. Is that trickling down to organizations like yours where you're a direct report to Gary, but you're not his peer? He's involved on an ongoing basis with the, the deputy secretary, Steve Sensky. He's involved with the CFO, Chief Human Capital Officer, and so on. What is there a parallel at your level? I, I think there's. I look at it holistically. Mm-hmm. Fatara obviously is essential to how we operate, uh, and what it brings, and what it expects of, of us as a, as a department. So yes, Gary. When I think of our governance structure, our inve- we call it our investment review boards. Gary or one of his subordinates is directly involved. Uh, they're part of the discussion, um, and I think that's a, a incredibly essential. No different than the finance folks. Um, our acquisition folks. I mean, this is really the, the, the beauty of Fatara of bringing these communities together to make sure that and help us make sure that we're, we're, we're well, well managed mm-hmm. and effectively implementing and run, running IT. Darren, you're a leader in the federal IT community, so you've got your finger on the pulse of reforms that are either in flight or being proposed. Are there particular reforms you think are more or less effective, and are there those that you think are badly needed? I think the one that I've, I've, I'm particularly impressed with, and I'm going to go full disclosure, I'm, I'm an alternate member, is the Technology Modernization Fund. Uh, and the efforts that have gone on uh, between the administration, OMB, and the Congress to come up with ways to address some longstanding issues. Um, that's an amazing type of thing that's going on. And yes, full disclosure, USDA did apply, and we did receive some of those monies. But those are neat ways for us to jumpstart some longstanding issues and, and address, jumpstart and address some longstanding challenges. It's a um, model, sort of. To, it's a model. To tap for un, unmet needs that otherwise wouldn't get appropriations. Right, but also to demonstrate. Um, think, I mean, I, I know that they've talked about it, sort of compared it to maybe like a Shark Tank. Um, but demonstrating that you, as an organization, are mature enough and ready enough to use those monies properly, uh, and you've got it well thought through. Um, again, I think my, my mindset is also uh, re- realizing that that helps address some of the longstanding issues that I think government has faced in terms of just IT spend and and the long st- and 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 high risk programs and so forth, making sure that they're properly managed, properly acquired, and properly implemented. 
Do you think that what you're doing at your organization is maybe a model for others to do, or does it only, do you think it maybe only suits USDA well because of the nature of the mission of the agency? So you started off um, talking about USDA and the the centers of excellence. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good starting point. Um, The fact of the matter is when we think about a voice of the customer or the customer experience, that's translatable to any, frankly, any other organization. you know, if if I think about a voice of a cust- voice of the customer or data analytics or data center optimization, that's translatable to any organization. If we only assume we know what's best for the customer, then we've got it wrong. Mm-hmm. If we list truly listen, ask the customer and listen to them, then I think we can learn and we can do things better. It's wonderful to have you here. It, after all the years that we've known each other, and you've known Robert for a long time too, and we're just as pleased as we can be that you're on FedHeads with us, Darren. It's great to see you. Great to see you both. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the FedHeads, brought to you by Grand Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.